season two, episode three of this year's podcast. We've got tons of stuff here lined up uh, for today. We've got the Silicon Valley Bank issues that hit just about everybody with some fallout. We've got Extinction Rebellion infiltrated by Dutch law enforcement. Stabbing incidents are continually on the rise. We 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 pointed this out on the last podcast, but yeah. um, sadly, this is continuing. The kid kingpin admin of Breached.vc has been arrested. And surprise, surprise, we'll show you all the pictures there. And it it looks like you know every every kid that's been involved with wares or doxing or hacking for the last twenty five years, but. You know, the media is going to act like it's something super cool and crazy. And then last but not least, we're going to um, cover some of the some of the stuff that we've been monitoring with the uh, upcoming Trump indictment, which should be coming out today. Yeah. And uh, the chaos that will ensue or not ensue from that. Um, we're a little bit ahead on that. We've been we've been monitoring that situation for, I don't know, maybe a week now. So, yeah. Um, Lots of stuff to kick off. Uh, myself, Daniel Clemens, CEO of Shadow Dragon, and Nico, Dutch OSINT guy. Hey, everybody. Dutch OSINT guy, Director of Intelligence and Collection at Shadow Dragon. So let's have some Ooh. fun with this third episode. Let's do it. Yeah. So uh, everybody's kind of, you know, obviously been clued into some of the Silicon Valley Bank stuff that, that happened. Uh, for those that are, have not been paying attention, Silicon Valley Bank had uh, increased their deposits by, you know, three to four X within a short period of time over the last few years. Uh, this, while this sounds like a good thing, but in the banking institutions, this is not a good thing because it's actually more of a liability to the bank. And then they have to go, you know, figure out how they're going to make money off of that. What they decided to do was instead of taking these short-term deposits and um, investing them into, you know, short-term games, gains, they uh, put them into long-term deposits uh, or long-term um, investments, treasury bills over a 10-year period of time. And once the Federal Reserve started jacking their rates up, they had a, a huge hole in their balance sheet. And um, once this was discussed by some of the heavies in, in, the, in the startup businesses, people started pulling their money out at record pace in one what one to two days maybe yeah yeah it, it would well it was funny for me to monitor to see people talking about the bank run and you actually we were pretty capable of monitoring what was going on but also what, what for me was interesting coming from europe because the silicon valley bank is also used with a lot of dutch startups and and also a lot of dutch banks but it also had some weird wide bad effect that a lot of european banks started to limit customers how much money they could get out of their bank per day because they were just basically scared of another bank run. So they were all limited through 5,000 euros and that's the maximum you could get for uh, for a day. So that by itself for me was very interesting to monitor and see how, uh, let's say, the financial disturbance for one bank has a effect on, well, a global effect in essence. Right, right. And you were the first to call the the, the Credit Suisse uh, being the first bank that you thought was going to be the next victim of this, yeah. probably four days before it happened, based on what, what you were monitoring in OI Monitor, I was hesitant to push that, honestly, just yeah. because um, 
you know, there was Bank of America in this in the list. Uh, Wells Fargo were in the list, but all these all these folks should have you know all the reserves and 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 all the you know protections of of a well regulated banking system, right? Um, yeah. Minus Silicon Valley Bank. Silicon Valley Bank seemed to have some major material problems. Uh, we started getting. It was that Saturday morning after the bank run. Somebody on our team had had was able to pick up the number of accounts that were in Silicon Bank, what their balances were, and then we started looking at risk assessments um, and and further further monitoring of other banks, which helped with your assessment. Yeah. Um, what were some of the the keywords and the backscatter that you were kind of monitoring for to pick up? You know. Yeah, it, it, it was basically not even rocket science. And, and that's what amazed me. There was so much scatter about it. So simple words like uh, bank run, don't trust my bank any longer. I want my money out. I want to make sure that uh, we are my bank is financially healthy or stable. So those kind of words in combination with all the banks all around the world. So I basically chopped it up to US banks, EU banks, startup banks, and then um, some Asia Pacific ones, uh, specific ones. So and with that, I was perfectly able, capable to see what happened in what region of the world and and Credit Suisse clearly popped up, they were, yeah. there was a lot of negativity, a lot of uncertainty, and a lot of, let's say, good information that I could validate manually to make sure that the people that were talking about this were knowledgeable about this topic. Because, for example, I'm not a, a guy that, that really is knee deep into the financial stuff. You are way, you're way deeper into this material than I am. But still, I had enough information from the monitor to, to thoroughly understand where to pivot into and to validate my hunches on. Because I found enough scatter that could at least that triggered me to say, hey, I need to do a deeper dive here. There's something going right. on. And with that, I could validate. And of course, then I could hand over my findings to people like you and other people on the team who have a little bit more knowledge about finances. And you were basically like, well, I think you're on the right track here. And of course, we, we were a little bit hesitant <laughs> right. to, to call it, yeah. right? Because... But still, I think it's safe to say that that we knew before any mainstream media picked it up that Credit Suisse was in really bad weather. Right. That's that's a three to four day lead time, which I think with with intelligence, that's a huge, huge jump. I mean, yeah. if we were if if our team was good on on calling shorts and stuff like that, I think we could have made a lot of money. Sadly, yeah. I, I'm not good at good at any of that kind of stuff, but I'm sure Elliot tell us everything about that if he was here yeah but it's, yeah, it's was... it, for, for me it was a real eye-opener to see that that um in a digital age that we're living now that you could perfectly pick up enough scatter that could have um alarmed you way ahead of time right yeah and 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 my my concern with all that was well is is everyone now seeing the the value of not just open source intelligence but how rumors fear uncertainty doubt are absolutely magnified and amplified with oh, social yes. with social media and the unintended consequences of the algorithms that push content fast as fast as they yeah. possibly can to get a viral payload i think 
I think governments around the world were paying attention to the Silicon Valley Bank, you know, the velocity of this and then how it infected, you know, Credit Suisse. And then this is just going to be another mode of attack against whatever the new institution of the day is. Because one, Silicon Valley, like when we look at Silicon Valley, their response was pretty weak. They didn't have any crisis management in place. They had no incident response in place for something that would be of this nature. And when I started looking into like banks and how they handled this in the past, what they would say is they would get money out of the bank, out of the vault, put big stacks of money up on, you know, where the tellers are so everyone can see it. So there's a psychological effect when people come in they know that there's money there. They know like it's yeah. something that quells the fears, but having there's going to have to have like companies are going to have to have a bigger incident response and crisis management system or crisis management response in place to handle this type of stuff in the future. Otherwise they're going to get wrecked with whatever the rumor of the day is. And, and my belief is if, if people aren't practicing engaging in conflict just naturally as you know in in life if they're just passive they're going to get run over by whatever the rumor of the day is and they're going to fold as an institution so i would i would foresee this type of attack happening in universities where people are going to say oh this guy is either a racist or he's yeah. uh you know a weirdo and you know, the institution walking them out after 21 days, just because the, the rumor mill has put enough pressure on people and they don't have any framework whatsoever to really yeah. stand up to the rumor mill. Really? I mean, this is, this is yeah. information warfare. And I know, and it was also pretty clear during this incident with Silicon Valley bank, because I, it was a certain moment where I also saw, um, there was a, a little spike at a moment in time where people started talking really negative about Wells Fargo, for example. But if you read between the lines, you could see that these were certain trolls trying to right. make Wells Fargo look look bad. But it really took some time for me to analyze and ingest that information and, and get that general overview. Hey, what's going on here? Who yeah. are the people who are talking about this? Who are the people who are spreading um this narrative and making it or trying to make it go viral. And, and, and that by itself for me, again, was very interesting to monitor and to pivot a little bit into to see how that, that little PSYOP machine works uh, yeah. from a certain group. Totally agree. I, 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 just, I just hope that banks and other institutions are going to start treating these type of incidents with you know greater concern and treat that first 48 hours as, hey, get your all hands on deck, get legal involved, get your CEO involved, get your, you know, PR folks involved, get your crisis management yeah. um, messaging involved, because this is just another type of attack that needs a different type of incident response. You know, it only takes basically one influencer that 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 the troll campaign needs to reach that will make your bank fall. It's entirely right. because you have one person that has enough followers that will believe what that person is saying. Uh, there's no way of going back from that point on. Totally agree. And yeah. And people are, man, they're so bullied and pushed around by fear nowadays, especially after, you know, COVID. That's where my concern of, of just chaos moving out of uh, unsustainable velocity 
with whatever the problem of the day is. Yeah. Eating yeah. people's lunch if they're not ready. Um, and I'm not saying go out and be a prepper and, and get super crazy, but. But some resilience and some awareness is, right. the, is the minimum you can do, right? Right. Yeah. Being able to assess the landscape and then have a plan in place before anything ever happens, you know, a messaging plan, probably a good idea, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just a standard playbook. That's all you need. Right. And I mean, and, and we've done that too in the past with the lessons we've learned when, when people start spreading rumors, if, if you're not going to fill the vacuum on, on the, on the messaging, someone else is right. Yep. And, um, I'm, I'm really thankful for our crisis management, um, communication person because it's, it's gold. Yeah. You need it. Sadly enough, you need it nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. So extinction rebellion, tell me, Tell me what your thoughts are on this. I know you, Elliot, myself had kind of tracked that group probably what a year and a half ago, figured out, you know, who the the, yeah. the key people were. But then it looks like, you know, people in the law enforcement community have been picking on them as well. What's what's the what's the history there? What's new? Tell tell our well, folks a little bit about Extinction Rebellion if they don't know anything about it. Yeah, Extinction Rebellion, um, probably best known as XR with their green logo. Um, they they have an agenda where they want to be good for the environment, where they say uh, fossil fuel, all that kind of stuff needs to be stopped. Um, there were there are a lot of protests in, in in Europe and the Netherlands that are backed by Extinction Rebellion, where they lock themselves up in let's say um, buildings, where they they uh, close down entire highways, that kind of stuff, to spread their agenda and narrative, um, which is fine because in most countries in Europe you have the right to demonstrate, so there's nothing wrong with that. So don't get me wrong; they just have an opinion, they have a very strong opinion, and they want to share that. But interestingly, there was a news article um, um, that was posted this week where Extinction Rebellion claimed that that they were they they felt somewhat abused because they were infiltrated online by Dots law enforcement, which for me was kind of hilarious because I'm like, what else do you expect? You're trying yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, you're trying to to organize demonstrations and rallies so the dutch law enforcement has as a mandatory task to prevent civil unrest and to maintaining public order that's that's literally there there are laws and articles about that so they for me it was so funny to see that they felt bullied upon but that's something that law enforcement agencies in I, I i hope at least all around the world are doing with certain groups that could pose a threat to let's say uh, maintaining public order or or gaining some form of momentum of civil unrest. It, it's not like their argument was that in by their knowledge this these techniques of online infiltrations were only being used against terrorist groups so now they felt like they were being labeled labeled as a terrorist groups which i think is a very strong misinterpretation it's just law enforcement agencies trying to keep the taps on groups in general so it could be a criminal cartel 
cocaine cartel. It could be youth gangs. It could be Extinction Rebellion. It could be far right-wing groups. It could be uh, a political group that's going a little bit sideways or a normal general political group. That's what we do. We try to um, make this world a nice place where we can get along all together. You can have your opinions. You can have strong opinions. But also know that we want to know ahead of time what's going on. And I say we like I'm still in law enforcement. I'm no longer. But... I used to do this same stuff, trying to keep the taps on people and not necessarily an yeah. individual. No, I just want to know where the next rally is coming on. So if you don't announce it beforehand, that we at least know where to position uh, maybe, um, I don't know, the fire department, because it's not uncommon that certain groups will set fires during their protests. So or ride police because they like to loot or go crazy on shops yeah. just because they want to make their statement. So. For me, it's interesting to see uh, that they felt bullied upon, but also for me, it was interesting to see that that information was made public because on average, there's no real need from law enforcement to make the, the, the cover accounts, the virtual identities um, public. So for me, that by itself was also a little bit interesting that they could subpoena that information and basically out the sock puppet or at least that's that's how I would, would like yeah. to phrase it. And that by itself is also interesting because now they're basically trying to tackle certain techniques. Now, now I know that Dutch law enforcement has pretty good operation security and, and they had pretty good training about that, but it was just interesting to see um, for a group like Extinction Rebellion that has been known to team up with certain groups that are, well, I, I think you could say that some and definitely not all of them, but I think that counts for any group. Um, have some very radical people in there with very radical yeah. opinions. So, yeah, don't be amazed that people look at you. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, hey guys, here's the clue stick. Yeah, it's you know, I mean, you shake the tree, what are you gonna get? You know, yeah, so. Yeah, but also I, I found there was an, a quote by Amnesty International that says uh, the working method of the police and, and uh, they call it problematic, particularly during the pandemic and now post-pandemic. They say um, the public prosecution uh, service pushed aside the right to demonstrate too easily. The police do not take the peacefulness of demonstrations as a starting point and see demonstrations as a potential risk. Well, if you're going to close down an entire highway and people need to go to their work, you're basically influencing the Dutch economy. So don't be amazed that there will be some cops trying to pick you up. And if you're going to be fully passive, yeah, then they will need to lift you up and then they will need to put you on the side of the road so life can continue. You can still protest on the side of the road and make your statement. So I think it's... <sighs> There's a Dutch saying that says, die mensen hebben boter op hun hoofd, which means they have butter on their head. So they're trying to be uh, more um, more like the pause itself in the church or something. I don't even know if there's a right saying for that in English. It's just like, don't, you know what you, know what you signed up for when you're doing this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you're, you're poking the bear. And, and yeah. Them getting Amnesty International involved and then even the wording there that they're being persecuted. I mean, come on. This is, we we get, you're, you're playing a role 
and you're pushing messaging, but you're also, you're also causing a little bit of a problem. You're not, you're not, you're definitely not, you know, writing something up and, and posting it on the door of, of the church or, or, you know, wherever for, yeah. for public dialogue, there is no dialogue in, in the messaging from extinction they, rebellion they but, tried it with that with those gluing incidents you you right. must have seen them on the news and, yeah. and and clearly that didn't work because the only feedback that they got from society was stop doing that just stop doing that you can make your statements in a different way yeah i mean it, these guys are, are 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 stuck at you know probably age 17 18 in in their emotional maturity level and you know they're just going to keep circling around this like a toilet bowl you know yeah, and, and, and I'm fine with everybody protesting, but don't be amazed if you plan a protest that law enforcement will not take their measures to at least know as much as they can about your plans. Yeah, exactly. It's the game, <laughs> huh? Don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the same thing for pretty much every different group that's out there protesting right now. Yeah. There's, there's probably a better way to do it. And you're probably not moving the needle at all, regardless of what side of the argument you're on, the right wing, the left wing, the middle. Nobody's going to listen. It's a bunch of noise. And don't be surprised when people are going to investigate you because you made their life difficult. Yeah, that's how right? it works. That's how it works. I would disappoint if they did not do that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, my word of advice for anybody that's getting into getting feeling invited into the rage mob of the day is, hey, man, get off social media, go buy a lake house, get a beach house, do something, get in debt and get off social yeah. media. Don't don't get invited into all this rage because politics are going to come and go. Yeah, big deal. Everybody has an yeah. opinion. Yeah, get out and vote if that's what you want to do, and and then, you know, yeah, don't. Well, they did. Much. Yeah. They did. Oh, so, yeah, they for did. example, when you look at my country now, when it comes to that 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 fossil fuel stuff and all the kind of stuff, well, the form the farmer party now is the biggest party. So, yeah, uh, they did. So that's also a way of demonstrating and making or right. letting and your that, voice and, be heard. And, and and that's a healthy representative representative based government type response. You know, like or you know, like. The people are making a movement where they want to, you know, change the policy, and that's totally healthy. But gluing yeah. yourself to art and and then you know teaming up with Amnesty Inter International, saying like, "Oh, I'm pre being persecuted, dude," you're not getting persecuted, okay? Yeah. Like, let's let's remind folks what persecution is, and that's when your voice isn't just ignored; it's silenced with violence and force yeah. and your family yeah. is killed that's what happened in germany right that's what yeah. happens in every place where tyranny takes a foothold and that's true persecution it's death and this is not persecution this is just a little bit of response big yeah. babies that's right yep all right, let's get to the next topic. Enough about it, about this. Let's let's yeah. talk a little bit about those stabbing incidents. Yeah. So there there was a we had talked about an incident incidents going on the rise in the last episode and then 
there was actually a, a stabbing of a GCHQ person yep. or, you know, an individual that works for GCHQ that made it on the news last week. We can, we can, we can fill in the link there for, for everybody that's listening, but that was one of two or three that, that happened from the last podcast. We do think this is on the rise. Nico, what else are you seeing? Cause you've been monitoring it more than I have. Yeah. So we had, uh, that incident near GCHQ in the United Kingdom. We had Intel agencies giving out, uh, alerts for Vienna prayer houses to be on high alert because most likely Islamic state jihadis, uh, jihadis are planning stabbing attacks in or near those prayer houses. We had a, uh, incident in Brussels where all metro or subway stations needed to be on high alert. The U S embassy gave out an alert for potential threat there again, a potential stabbing incident specifically named out. So when you, when you look at that, for me, it's so interesting to see that clearly there is intelligence, um, when it comes to this, but still there are some incidents when we talk back to the GHCQ one where maybe a lone wolf or a steered lone wolf uh, can do what they do. And that's, I think, the risk of these knife attacks. There's no way for any country around the world to fully protect yourself uh, for uh, or preventing incidents like this. It takes one individual that just decides on the morning to wake up, let me grab my knife and let me go somewhere where a lot of people are or just where people are and let me just start wielding around with that knife. This is true. And the people who kill these guys usually have guns shooting back. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it's, it, but, but it's interesting to see that there is an up spike again. And, and for me, when you look at this, um, when you look at what's going on in the world, um, there was a heavy focus on um, Islamic State um, jihadis, so people supporting the Islamic State in a negative way. Um, and people forgot about it because things uh, right. started to happen in Ukraine. There was some other polarization going on in the world. So basically, we, we lost sight or we forgot about it. There was an upspike in far right, particularly in Europe. So the focus went to that. And... Yeah, well, what do you? What can you expect? Those guys don't give up, and girls don't give up. They they are in this for the long run, and we already discussed this on the podcast. But for me, I just wanted to to briefly touch upon this again, so that yeah. we still see that this stuff is this stuff is going on. But but I don't see any media picking this up. It's just a little article somewhere, right? Yeah, and let's not forget Ramadan started today. Yeah. Um, and there will be incidents. Yeah, it's always there, the case. There, there will always be incidents, but historically also, you know, a lot of the, you know, extreme Hezbollah, um, and some of the ISIS stuff, those, those guys are the battering ram of Russia, right? They, they're, they're, they're another weapon that those guys are picking up. So if Russia is going to get pinched a little bit more, these attacks might be going up on the rise. There, there may be some correlation there. I don't know for sure. I don't have any data on that other than we know how Russia works historically just by, you know, reading history yeah. books in, in their method of warfare. and Also the presence in Syria. We've seen that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So something to note, monitor, you know, if you're going to put monitoring in place, you know, put your keywords in that language that yep. you think that the group is in 
Yeah. You know, I like to, you know, do different dialects, try to pick those keywords up. And, and sometimes it really helps, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a worrying thing because this, I would like to see that more governments spent more time on awareness around this so that that to make people a little bit more situational aware, just get some signs up on metro and train stations or at airports or at shopping malls, just making people aware, hey, pay attention, hands out your, out your pocket, always be ready, you never know. Just those I, little random I, things. I think that's going to be a hard thing outside of the U.S., because people's next natural response will be, okay, can I get a weapon? What, yeah. what, what knife can I get? Or what gun can I get? Or, you know, what are, what are some things that I can have personal protection with? I think that's going to have, that's going to be a little harder outside of the United States. And then, you know, even if they were to, you know, push, push a campaign past the traditional, see something, say something, your personal security lies with you. And that's, yeah. that's why, you know, like you need to come up with a strategy and a plan what that is, you know, it's going to be different based on every region that you're in, but you know, like even if it's having keys in your left pocket that you can throw at them and you can, you know, hit with your right hand and, and run or something, you know, yeah, you got to have some form of a plan. Um, if you can't have a weapon. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just basic exit roads being spotted by you or whatever. Right. just the fundamental stuff that I see lacking very often that people would not know if they are being attacked in a large restaurant, how to flee from the restaurant. First thing that I would do when I enter any restaurant around the world, where are the exits? Where are the exits? Right. Where are the windows? Where can I exit if there is a panic situation? How, yeah. where, where, where should I choose my seating to have good overview? What will happen behind me? Those small basic things. Does it have to mean that you will need to be fully paranoid all the time? But when you know about these incidents and you know about these alerts and warnings that are being given out by intel agencies and by governments, you should be a little bit more aware. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think colleges should push the awareness as well on campus, yep. you know? Yep. Uh, just like they've they've pushed awareness for for women, where you know walking from you know classes to their car or to their their dorm or whatnot, you know keep your head up, look around, um, try to avoid people that look suspicious or out of place because you know who yeah. they are. You know who they yeah. are if your if your pattern of life is always going down the same places, which most of us are always doing the same stuff. You know. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting because people don't look around anymore they look at the screen when they're on the street yeah, yeah i think that's, that's super dangerous in the end yeah yeah it's just people feel awkward when they when they don't have a device in their hand anymore the dopamine hit they need yep. the drug right yeah they need their absolutely drug. yeah all right let's talk a little bit about uh the breached guy oh so, yeah this week, um, um, a young guy was uh, arrested. He was, well, quote unquote, the head kingpin of breached breach forms. Uh, I like that. Like, I, you, we got to get our kingpin, kingpin yeah. in there. So, what I what I found particularly interesting, it it took fairly long to take this form down. So there might have been an agenda for that from from several law enforcement agencies or intelligence agencies around the world. But what triggered me again is that 
also a little bit of my own personal bias. When it comes to um, criminals being arrested and me being a former law enforcement guy, I still have that perception of those tattooed buff guys that carry around guns and are criminals, like you see them in the movies. But this guy that was arrested, well, let me just share my screen real quick, just because yeah. I can. Um, so let me share my screen. Here we are. And and this supposed suspect, since this is yeah. in the United States, he is yeah. innocent until proven guilty. We don't know for sure no, we if don't he's know. the guy. But, but he somewhat admitted it already in his own, in his first hearings and that kind of stuff. So, but when you look at this, for me, this doesn't look like a hardcore criminal. But no, don't, no. Don't, don't forget that these, these guys, they make millions of what they do. And it's, it's for me, it's, it's amazing to see that this, this is that typical nerd dude that I used to hang out with when I was younger in high school because I was literally the same. I was that guy who liked to play with the with his Commodore 64 and his Atari yeah. and, and the IBMs and we were geeking out and that stuff and for me it looks like that's but these are the criminals of today and for me that's so interesting to see that in my mind when I'm searching the internet I'm looking for that guy with tattoos that smokes blunts all the time or snorting cocaine with heavy guns on his hips and that kind of stuff but this is just a guy <laughs> that plays a PlayStation all the time or something like that Dude, he's, so for me it's interesting it, it's it's exactly that the this is the scene that everybody grew up in mostly, right? So yeah, he's a wears kid or a, now a breaches kid or, you know, he's a part of some little hacker crew. Yeah. It's pro it, it probably would have been more beneficial to call his mom, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and also when, when you look at this, they, when you look at the forum where he was caught, uh, caught from that he, that he was one of the main administrators from, uh, is, is that on the forum itself, there was pretty good, a good OPSEC, the way he worded and phrases what he did made it look like he might have been somewhere, let's say, let's say having an Asian background or, or, yeah. or that, that kind of stuff. But when you now look at the information that has been posted public or has been leaked public by his friendly hacker friends that now all of a sudden drop his friendship yeah, and start yeah. sharing his credential. They're doxing um, him. They're yeah. doxing him and his entire family, uh, which is still disturbing because just like you said, he's innocent until proven guilty. Um, and it wouldn't be the first time that you that they arrest someone and they were just basically uh, being put on the spot for something that they did not do or only partially did. Um, but also looking at their OPSEC, because if you now know what you know, and, yeah. we, and we do what we do, now all of a sudden we see so much more. And we get True. so much better insight in their internet connectedness, the, the networks, where they spend time, where they spend time previously, who they know, who they might know. So for me, that is amazing to see that uh, the sloppiness that they had. But also I was monitoring some open source information that, for example, a platform, another platform uh, he communicated with, with his own IP address. So no VPN, no nothing. And I'm like... 
you're the kingpin of one of the most popular breeds forms out there. Almost anyone around the world who is into uh, cybersecurity spends time there looking for leaks and breaches about their company or whatever. And you make a mistake by sharing your IP address. Like, no, you gotta be kidding me. But it happened. Well, he's a kid, though. He's a kid. Yeah, he's a kid. Yeah. You know, yeah. his 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 brain isn't fully developed yet. He's yeah. just a punk. He's just punking around, and it is what it is. But it's it is interesting. Law enforcement always thinks that these guys are bigger and scarier and and much more sophisticated than than they really are. And this is a lifestyle. This is a lifestyle for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've got, you know, the swatters, the DDoS folks, the, you know, back in the day it was freakers. Yeah. And, you know, this kid is probably just having fun. He might have been making some money on the side. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is that people now are talking, hey, this form will be away forever. But trust me, this form will come back in another form because it's yeah. a moneymaker. It's a moneymaker. People are now out of business temporarily, but some will, someone or more than one person will come up with alternatives to this because it was low barrier access. It was affordable for a lot of people, which also makes it worthwhile for people starting out in this to earn a buck. Right. Yeah. It's so it, it will be back. Yeah. It's just a water bed effect, what you're creating in essence. And, and that's also something that, that, that I remember vividly from my time at, at, uh, at Dutch government, that it was always that, that debate, hey, should we take this down? Because if we take it down, it may water bed into a place where we have no side at all, or it takes months, if not years, to get position ourselves again in a good way to have good, good taps on things. So it's always a, a hard debate on cracking down these forms. There's, yeah, it's interesting. I'm, I'm, it's interesting I'm with to mark. you because at some point, taking things down is a whack-a-mole approach, right? It gets you a gold star. It makes you look good. Um, you have a, a quick win, but strategically, what you know, if you don't have the second breaches forum set up for everybody to migrate over to, and you absolutely control it. You know, yeah, and you already have insight into one of the forums. Why not just keep monitoring it as long as possible? I don't, yeah. I don't really know why. You know, but yeah, yeah. Who I, knows? And everybody's skeptical now because the rumor now is any form that will pop up now will be owned by some form of law enforcement agency around the world, which yeah, makes but, sense, right? Yeah, that's the playbook, though. It's like you need you need everybody afraid to control the situation until they feel better about things it will reemerge, yeah. and there'll be another 18 19 year old kid or 16 year old that runs yeah. it yeah yeah good times i wish i was 18 sorry <laughs> yeah. i hope the kid doesn't get swatted or his family doesn't get swatted yeah well uh, th that's uh, always know. the downside with with all his credentials being dropped online almost everywhere now it could go sideways really fast yeah because that that is what happens yeah so tell me about Trump. That's so, that's yeah, not so, my topic, but it has my 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 right, true yeah, interest. So what's going on right now is you know Trump is is rumored to be indicted today. This is Wednesday, March twenty second. Yeah, he was hoping for Tuesday, or at least that's what I picked up from from monitor. Right, and so he was put, he had he had put out this crazy post about you know saying that he's about to be indicted. 
and uh, people should protest and and just causing a, an entire charade, right? And people on the right aren't really responding as much as the people on the left on this. Um, so that's that's interesting to me. But he's getting charged out of the state of New York. And he his current residency is in Florida. So the, the first theory that we had internally was, oh, this is going to be a really good test for DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, to see how is he going to react? Is, is Trump baiting him, setting him up a part of this whole situation to see if Ron DeSantis will extradite him to, from Florida to New York? Or is Trump yeah. going to turn this into a, a, a complete charade where you know media his media is there and he's the victim and he's the the martyr that's kind of the context of what's going on what he's getting charged with um i'm not really totally sure because you know it has to do with stormy daniels and and some kind of you know campaign finance issue which who knows if those things are real or not right yeah but um he's definitely preparing for making this bigger than anything ever and to yeah. be a, mar a martyr so we started monitoring probably f i don't know four or five ago. days ago i think yeah, something that we, that we really yeah. picked up information probably five yeah five or six days ago we picked up the first few tweets on quote unquote you know trump apocalypse and yeah I would say some of the folks that are posting are, are pretty fringy and might be botish versus real yeah. people because it's just so crazy. Yep. Um I I'm not seeing people on the right looking to be air quote mobilized. It's in, different in, from the Capitol Hill incident. There was yeah. way more information. Right. Yeah. So yeah, there I'm just not seeing too much response on the right other than from what's either bots or completely crazy people. Yeah. No offense. Everybody knows I'm, I'm usually Republican on most things, but this is just crazy. Come on. You know, what's going on? I don't know. We're monitoring it. We have all the artifacts. If there, yeah. if something does go down, we'll probably have a good load of information to, to reconstruct. But yeah. from what I've seen so far, I don't think that there's, this is going to be a big deal. I think yeah. that people are going to turn this into a, a circus like they always have, because this is a political thing. And, you know, it's just going to be a total circus and clown show. Let's, let's watch yeah. the clown show, but hope that, nobody that's mentally ill does anything bad you know yeah that's the biggest concern right that 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 will not happen and, and for me what's interesting to see that even the deep fakes are not working so there are a lot of uh, yeah. deep fakes now now going around that 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 trump is in cuffs or being arrested by cops and they root they look really real the pictures they do look really real and so and and that's actually we've got deep fakes being used in high profile things in the last month and a half, this is the second big one that we've seen those deployed into, you know, yeah, into the mainstream media. There were some fakes, uh, or at least doctored images that I saw 
pushed into the January 6th stuff that did make it into the into the news stories, which was interesting. Uh, yeah. But this is definitely more deep fake style stuff versus Photoshop. Yeah. So, yeah, but also that, I think it also has to do with with how rapidly uh, that that deep fake and, and, and style GAN and, and chat GTP has evolved in the past two months because it's it's absurd how good it's getting. Oh, yeah, definitely. So what are some of the deep fake type tools that you're using right now um, on that are generating good, good things? So, um, well, everything from OpenAI works pretty well. Hagen.co works pretty well for me. Uh, the the, the mid-journey stuff I like to use for generating pictures that are from multiple ang angles and high quality. And, and, and with that, you really need to get the hang of how you um, you word your phrasing. So you really need to start thinking like if you're a cameraman. So you would that's something that that I spend some time in exploring, but also learning by others who are good at this. So if you want to make a story of let's say a pretense rally going on now because people are angry with Trump, you would need to phrase your deep fake. Hey, I want to have a wide angle shot with people being angry, with smoke and fire, people throwing stuff at law enforcement, law enforcement wearing shields. It has to be New York police uniform. So you have to really in detail describe basically, I try to describe, try and think of the picture that you're seeing in your mind and you need to translate that with words. But not only the words, you need to tell the tool exactly what kind of camera lens it should use to make that picture. So cinematic wide angle uh focus on this uh row smoke there and then you'll get pictures that are so stupid accurate that it looks like the real deal deal it's it's amazing and same counts for chat dtp you can read i've well i've seen people in that are in the OSINT industry um dropping uh, blogs and papers like free a day and i'm like that's weird. Normally you only post like one or two blogs per year. And now all of a sudden there are, they are entire 20 page blog essay type of thing. So I started to run those things through those chat DTP detectors. And they were like, we have 95% certainty that this is being made with chat GTP. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you bastards, you bastards, you cannot come up. And I know people, um, I like to use ChatGTP for asking general questions or problem solving. So I was working on a Python script, didn't work, I got stuck. I'm like, oh, let's ask ChatGTP and it works. But if I would publish that, I would at least reference, hey, this problem was solved with making use of, because I'm not going to claim that I, I, I have that knowledge. That knowledge was in this case given to me. It's interesting. Yeah, there's always going to be the guys out there that want to look smarter than they actually are. And they're going to steal information from people, algorithms, yep. whatever, and, you know, not give any attribution. I mean, that's that that is one of the big issues in the, the OSN scene that I've seen over the years that it's increasing because because I, yeah, I think it's, it's safe to say that that five years ago, everybody was pretty friendly and open to share and pretty open in almost everything that they did. But now you see that people are starting to treat things more like their little gem, their little golden yeah. gem. It's mine. I'm not going to tell you what I know. Yeah. Which I is also good. Knowledge. Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah, it's also good because there there is some information that you don't want to share because it still gives you that advantage in your investigations. So yeah, yeah, you know where I stand on this. So yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Well, I think we're we're coming to an end. We've got some good topics here, and yep. hopefully, we're gonna get some more people from the industry coming into the podcast next this year. I'd like to try to get Michael Bizel grill him yep. on a few things see how he's doing and um, yeah would we go yeah, yeah and also and maybe and maybe we could take this opportunity as an invite to our audience if you have a specific topic or something that you want us to look into or discuss so that we have some time to to prepare that for let's say a future podcast feel free to let us know on our socials yeah let's do that contact at shadowdragon.io yeah you can email it or yeah. that's probably the best way you know email is always the best yep cool well All thanks right. everybody see you on the next one thanks bye